Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Welcome, welcome, Chrissy and Clayton. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Happy October. I like October. I, I do like too. October too. Yeah, my kids love October. Why do they love it? Well, they're very excited about going trick or treating. Okay. Oh. Do they so, have? Do they know what they're going to dress up as? It's yet? changed a lot. So it'll be a we'll last see. minute yeah, decision, yeah, probably. which is frustrating, but we'll get there. Are you a DIY your Halloween costume kind of family, or you buy the costume? It really, it just I don't, I don't know. We'll depends see. Depends on the costume. It, it really depends yeah. on the costume. Yeah. When we decide on that costume, yep, right. Uh, if you can find it. Last it year looks, yeah. they were the Paw Patrol, and I happened to have a wedding. I came back in my suit. I was Mayor Humdinger. Wow. Wait. Because I can do the mayor's voice a little bit. Whoa, whoa, wait. Oh, do you guys. <laughs> I'll get you, pups. <laughs> that's that's amazing. It's not bad. No, that's not bad. <laughs> there are kids listening now. They are for sure tuned in. <laughs> um, do you do family costumes? Like you all dress up? Ooh. Mm, not yet, really. Uh, maybe this year. We'll see. We're oh. considering being uh, um, Bluey and Bingo and <gasps> yes. Chili yes. and Bandit. Yes. I'm not sure how you do that for sure without yeah. wearing like full on dog costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that yeah, yeah, yeah. personally. So since I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old, they, they're maybe like not as excited about mm. the dressing up, but my nine year old really wants one of those inflatable costumes or yes. it looks like something yes. is carrying yes. you or you're yes. riding on yes. something. Yeah. And I favorite. am like, well, yeah, we're going to get one of those because they crack me up yep. and he and like, just gets a kick out of it. Not as expensive as I would no, have imagined no, them like being. $30 yeah. or something. Mm. So, and oh, I feel man. like he would just randomly put it on in the house and wear it and that will bring, so bring me life. such joy. Yeah. yeah. I like the one with the alien. That's that the one like he wants. It does. Yes. Or that's the, the dinosaur where you're uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I know so you're funny. gonna you're gonna love it. Oh man, I also like the cow one. I've seen a cow. Not Ooh. there's nothing interactive with the cow. There's yeah. a big cow. A big cow. Yeah. I know the inflatable. <laughs> So I think funny. maybe you should get some of those in your wardrobe. You're so good at like, like for Christmas, you have yeah. sweaters for every day of December, but right. maybe a couple inflatable costumes. Here's the truth are, though. Okay. I don't like doing it outside of Christmas. Okay. I like have this like weird, I just, I'm not a costume dresser up person. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just not my jam outside yeah. of Christmas stuff. Yeah, that, that yeah. does actually I could get a Christmas me. inflatable. There you go. Like a tree yes. or a snowman. Hmm. We're on a Sunday morning. Sounds great. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's watch for Chrissy in yeah. her <laughs> You literally can't miss her. <laughs> if someone wants to buy her that costume, you can and she'll wear it. <laughs> oh, that's so it's funny. Be great. It ends up on your desk. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. What are we talking about today? Clayton? We've been tasked with talking about forgiving, forgiving liberally. Okay. So we're still in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And we're talking forgiveness today, which is everyone's favorite thing mm-hmm. yeah i think mm. we know it's good but it's hard and yeah there's a lot to it and sometimes we misinterpret yes. the word i'm not that, yeah that's of, right of way course to say it. like yeah. anything that could bring us health and wholeness there's still a piece of it too where the word has been warped or yeah. our understanding of it is warped just like the devil likes to do he mm-hmm. likes to try right. to twist and harm us with something that could be really right. beneficial to our journey to wholeness. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I would say too, not just our, even our definition of the word, but our own experiences with it. Yes. So whether that's a, how other people have forgive, forgiven us, but not, or, right. you or know, asked for forgiveness. I'm know. so sorry yeah. that you were hurt by my action. Like 
Oopsie. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, that's not a good apology. That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like a good, yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. Again, I am not an expert in forgiveness or right. forgiving all the time, but there are a few things I've learned along the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to give a shot this morning and, uh, We'll talk it through and we'll just, we'll see where it goes. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're still in Sermon on the Mount. And so we're talking forgiveness. We're talking about uh, today, uh, we'll say this to start. I was listening to someone else talk about this who was smarter than me. And I thought, wow, this is fascinating. So we're, we're going to be, if you want, if you have your Bibles at home or not, we're going to be in, uh, let's see, Matthew 6, and we're looking at the Lord's Prayer. So as I was preparing, uh, came across this teaching that uh, the person who takes tons of tours to Israel and is very uh, knowledgeable about what they're finding in Israel uh, said that they have found an old prayer. And the old prayer is called the Amidah. And the Amidah uh, around uh, Jesus' day was a very small prayer. Since that time, it has gotten way bigger. Like it's a long prayer now. It's still a prayer that happens? It's still a prayer. It still okay. happens. And they keep adding to it. It keeps kind of growing. But they is this have, in the... Jewish religion specifically? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so, but they have found an actual prayer that predates Jesus a little bit. And it is the Lord's prayer minus a line. Hmm. And what they would do was each day, so the disciples say, Lord, how do we pray? And Jesus essentially says, well, you already know how to pray. And you do it every day at lunchtime. You and your buddies, y'all you go to temple or to synagogue and you stand around in a circle of 10 because you have to have 10 people to say this prayer. You have to stand and you'd say the prayer out loud. And then as you're walking out, you would probably see other people who are saying their Amidah, and they might have eight people or seven people or nine people. And they say, hey, Chrissy, come over here. We got to say the prayer. Hey, Becky, we got to say the prayer. Mm -hmm. And you make 10 for us. So as you walked in and out, you would say this prayer. Could be a bunch of times. I guess it depends when you have lunch, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But so it's a prayer that they knew. But what I learned was Jesus did something different with it. So here's how they would say it. Yes. Correct. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, mm-hmm. your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. End of the prayer. The end. Yes. So Doesn't like that sound so... Yeah. You're like, I know you're that like, prayer. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds shorter because we say it all the time here, right? right? Yeah, we do. Every week. So Jesus added in the line and uh, in their day, you didn't do this. He said, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors or those who have sinned against us. So historically, you would go and have your sins atoned for, right, at temple. And that's something you did with God, but it happened not very often. Mm-hmm. And Jesus saying, yes, it's good, but you have to partner with me in this forgiveness. And I actually want you to forgive other people. So as I heard that, and this person said that they believe this is the center of the Sermon on the Mount. So in, in ancient writing, they would create chiasms. And the chiasms, you would hide the treasure, they said. What the part, the thing you really wanted people to understand, you hid in the middle. So we write and we state our purpose up front and we mm-hmm. restate at the end. Yeah. It's because we wanted to make it really clear. They right. would hide it in the center because you had to find it. And that was kind of how they liked to learn. So they believe this line is the center of the whole sermon. sermon. on the mount. So I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm not that smart. But as I thought about the sermon, what's the sermon about? It's about learning to be like Jesus. Who is Jesus? What did he come to do? To love and to forgive and to show humans how to be the best kind of human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so much of it is how to be in right relationship. Right. Which is, so that would make sense that he mm-hmm. added that into 
the prayer that mm-hmm. the prayer they already knew. And then he says, also, we're going to add this line. And right. he didn't put it like at the very top, like, right. the, it, I mean, it is very important, but it probably right. threw them off enough. Like, right. what, what are you, what yeah. does this mean? And so he comes back and then he says, so he finishes, you know, the prayer and he says, hold on a minute. So for, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. So it's like a weird, like, addition. If mm-hmm. it's just about prayer, you wouldn't think that would necessarily be how he would conclude it, right? It's right. kind of like a, uh, he must have really wanted you to, do you notice what I added, said Jesus? You know, I added mm-hmm. that in. Did you catch it? And they're probably like, yeah, we say that prayer all the time. That sounded weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So forgiveness seems to be central to the sermon that we've been going through. Thoughts. What do you think? My wondering is if you have any more information on how they lived before he added this in there, you just didn't forgive other people? Like, right. Right. What, uh, Where so is I, that? Because you said it was just between them and God, which would happen very, so like, once if in there a while. Is the sin then that they would be forgiving, asking God forgiveness for is like, I'm really angry at this person for saying this to me. God, forgive me for my anger. I'm just Mm -hmm. curious because then I was trying to think of stories in the Old Testament. So I was thinking of Joseph who was sold by his brothers. But then in the end, he, I feel like he forgave, he hugged them when they came back to Egypt and he. Trying to remember if he ever said, I I forgive you. Right. Because we just talked about this not that long ago, didn't we? Yeah. We were talking about it in our class we were in together, but he, right. It didn't. Now I feel like I want to go back and yeah. <laughs> right, but then there's gotta like there's gotta be something at play there with the old covenant, and new covenant too. Mm-hmm. Like if this is Jesus talking for the first time about the forgiveness piece, like that I wonder comes with Jesus because of him writing the sin, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, because the Old Testament they wouldn't have that would have been the old law, and so right. like they didn't have any. I don't know, right? right? I don't know. That feels yeah. like a weird thing to say, or like well, a knowledge of the forgiveness. Yeah, I think, I mean, in the sermon, like, you know, you've heard it said, eye for an eye, and that was in the law. Right, yeah. Eye for an eye. Yeah. So, did I forgive you? No, but we had equal restitution. Yeah. Which actually, by today's standards, is really generous. Yeah. Like, equal, that'd be yeah. a good step for us, but that's what it was. Yeah. It didn't yeah. say, hey, you hit my eye, I forgive you. But he that's says that true. in the sermon. He's like, you've heard that said. Yep. But I tell you. So, he's. Maybe hinting at forgiveness all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There was, mm-hmm. okay, do you know about how every seven years you're supposed to forgive? The if year of anyone, Jubilee. The year of Jubilee. Jubilee? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The year of Jubilee where you're supposed to forgive if they owe you money, if they owe you money, then you're supposed to mm-hmm. forgive them mm-hmm. of that debt. But that's not saying of a, like, that's more so if like, hey, I let you borrow right. 20 bucks five years ago. Yeah. Why would you ever pay anyone back? Be like, if I and hold this like, debt you, out for like, seven you, years. You couldn't pay me back 20 bucks over seven years? Come on. Well, not in you're Jesus' time. That would but. be like three million. That'd be like three million. Yeah, now I'd be like, I, I loaned you $200,000. That's how I feel. <laughs> we know about inflation here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But this is, it is blowing my mind talking about like that. Yeah. They getting even was their idea for, well, right. once, once if you, yeah, if you take my eye and then I take yours, we're good. Right. That feels. <laughs> that doesn't. Rather only twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. forgiveness. Forgiveness is hard though because I think we talked about the start. Like forgiveness, though, there's a lot of. We don't. 
uh, I think we've thought things about forgiveness. Like mm-hmm. there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. And actually a helpful image for me because forgiveness doesn't also oh, Kathy Deal told me this. And she, you know, she, Kathy Deal's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wise she woman. said, when you forgive someone, it's kind of like um, you have someone on the hook. You have a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Kathy say this? Yeah. Yeah. And you're on the hook. Yeah. And then instead of like leaving them on the hook, you don't let them off the hook, but you give the pole to Jesus. You say, oh. you get it. So you're not saying what you did is fine. Yeah. It's not. It's bad. Like it's right. harmful. But you were saying, Jesus, I actually need you to deal with this. Yeah. Um, and so you carry the weight of this. I'm, yeah. I'm well, choosing I, like, I have to, not heard that from her. I I'm choosing to forgive them by giving this to your hand. But yeah. And, and it very much depends on your, on the situation. Right? right. But you are forgiving them of the harmful action. That doesn't automatically right. mean reconciliation. No. Right. Right. In some cases there may not be reconciliation on this side of heaven. Right. It right. doesn't negate the pain. Like that's what right. I feel like my view of forgiveness was growing up was like, oh, you needed to forgive others mostly so that you could feel better. But then like it never actually solved the hurt if it was an actual like betrayal type situation or painful mm-hmm. situation. Forgiveness right. Right. didn't take away the pain of yeah. the whatever happened. Yeah. So so the, the same person who's teaching on this said this, that, uh, you know, so they like eye for eye. You know, that's the culture you live in. So for, he said, forgiveness breaks the cycle of violence and vengeance. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking the eye, you don't take the eye. So it, it ends it. I said, but the problem is, I wrote down, is that someone has to absorb the debt. Mm-hmm. So he's like, forgiveness is incredibly painful. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a kind of a, it hurts, Yeah. but you have to release it. It's still a bad thing. Right. And you might not be reconciled yet, but to forgive them ends the cycle of violence mm. in like, we say this in our house all the time to our girls as they're trying to, as they're having spirited disagreement <laughs> is one of you has to choose to be kind. Because once one of you chooses to, this will end. Mm. One of you has to like make the, the conscious decision. So I think that's kind of what he's getting at, Yeah, yeah. which is a hard thing because we just don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want just one eye. I like three or four eyes. Right. Maybe five. Right. right. <laughs> I want you to, I want you to hurt as much as I've been hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because then sometimes somehow my humanity feels like then that validates what if you hurt as much as I've been hurt, then that validates it somehow. Or but even yeah. on some sort, yeah, of yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. it essentially is still the eye for eye mentality mm-hmm. where I want you to hurt as much as I've been hurt. Um, but again, Jesus comes in. I feel like we've been saying this the whole mm-hmm. Sermon on the Mount with his upside down kingdom, and okay. he's like, as my disciples, I'm asking you to like. Like I'm going to the cross to do to mm-hmm. take all the sin. Right, you're absorbing some of the mm-hmm. the debt. Oof, I don't, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> I don't like when you put it that way, Clayton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I I like this thing I said at the very end. He said, uh, "Forgiveness allows the future to be full of potential and possibility, undefined by the past." Mm-hmm. So when you can release it, mm-hmm. there is this potential for future things because you've you've let go of it. But yeah, but it's a huge difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, but I heard someone say like when Jesus was on, on the cross, he wasn't like, oh, I, I know I father forgive them, like forgive them. And he was like, no, it's who he was. Mm-hmm. He just said, just forgive them. Like they don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So we're supposed to be those kinds of people, but still painful. Right. And, you know, so, um, I heard someone say that they feel like, 
that this thought of forgiveness can actually shame people into um, make them feel bad about uh, their inability to forgive someone. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it had to be like that somehow forgiveness and reconciliation were the same things, but, mm-hmm. and they had this like, you're in a harmful relationship. And so I forgive them. So I have to stay in the relationship. And the person's yeah. like, no, Oof. that's not what we're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So anything well, about that? I mean, I feel like that's, that rings true for me. Yeah. And I was going to add on to that similarly to what Chrissy was saying that, you can forgive and still have the pain of what happened. And I think sometimes people feel like, well, that's failure. If I've, mm-hmm. I feel like I've forgiven, yeah. but I still feel the pain. So I must not have truly forgiven. Yep. And then it's a spiral of shame. And yes. that's, I mean, oh, that's something you have to work out with yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, right. Lord, have, please take, like you were saying, please take this fishing pole of them on the hook because I can't mm-hmm. bear this anymore. Um, but feeling the pain of the event doesn't mean you're not, you haven't forgiven them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. How do you think you know when you've forgiven someone? Like what, like in your own life when you think, oh, I, I actually forgive them. I, I got to the place where I, I really could. Is there any like markers or hmm. things you notice about yourself? Yeah, I think, man, I think for me, it's a release of bitterness that I'm holding on to that I, I don't really realize until I name it mm. and pray through it because bitterness is different than hurting too, you know? So getting to that place where the bitterness is at a, is slowly dissipating, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like it immediately is gone. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the heart checks like, okay, where are we at with right. this? Right. Yeah. And, and, it's something we can't do on our own. It's all the work of the Holy Spirit in us. When mm-hmm. we're willing to forgive, that's when he's He's like, yay, like, I can do, now I can begin the work mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chrissy? Yeah, I think for, if I think back on situations in my life, it's when I can look at that person again with love. Mm-hmm. And so like, I can think about the situation and still feel a lot of pain. And maybe that person and I are no longer in relationship but I can look at them with love and not feel, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I actually yeah. went, yeah. okay, so this triggered a memory that I had. I was reading up on forgiveness because I knew we were going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, one place that I was reading on said that when we hold a grudge, that's what I'll say for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. When we're holding a grudge, we almost dehumanize the person. Mm-hmm. Oh my word, they are the worst. I can't believe they mm-hmm. must... Yeah. You know, we, we take away every sense that we just think they must not have any feelings when we forgive, it brings the humanity back. And then it opens our, like, it's when our empathy can come back Mm -hmm. for the person Mm -hmm. where we're like, I wonder what they were going through that caused them to do that. And, and not to justify what they did to us, but to have a little bit of empathy of where maybe they were coming from when the hurt happened Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that kind of go along with? Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I would say for, that didn't happen in my case, but no. <laughs> I'm not saying that can't yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, for me, it was just seeing yeah. this person with love, yeah. and and it probably it's the humanizing piece. Yeah. I don't right. think there was an empathy yeah. that came along with that. Sure, right. that's okay. I'm okay with because yeah. of the because of the situation that yeah. happened yeah. and the pain that it caused. 
Hmm. Yeah. I was listening to one pastor and he said he's working through his process and he was saying that he, when he arrived at a place where he was open to reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm will, if you're willing, I'm willing like, so that was like a, a he'd worked his way through this forgiveness process yep. pretty far to be at that place where, okay. Like I, I always think of when I hear of some, when I first somebody who I've been angry with, it's funny we think about anger and like contempt from like weeks back. Contempt's where you dehumanize the person, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. It's what it's like Jesus was pretty smart in starting with anger. It seemed like yeah, anger yeah. leads to all these places, yeah. you know, yeah. where we dehumanize or then we move to malice and we just want the worst thing to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So when I heard, would hear of a good thing happening to somebody who I'll consider was an enemy, when I could say, good for them, yeah. like, mm. good. Yeah. I'm not hoping for the worst. I was like, I'm all right, we're moving to a better place. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Well, one thought I always had, um, uh, forgiveness is hard. And so we've been trying to talk at our house more about just practicing small forgiveness. Mm. So it's just good, even with like, you know, little kids in our lives, like to, you know, when I lose my temper, just like small. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's big forgiveness and that's a big deal, but yeah. we right. have to practice, develop the muscle. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so we've been working on like looking at each other in the mm-hmm. eye and saying, I'm sorry, what are you sorry for? Mm-hmm. And I have to do this to them too, because yeah. I'm sorry for losing my temper. Now, yeah, will yeah. you forgive me? But practicing in small ways so that when it gets to the big ways, yep. you yeah. have developed the muscle a little bit, yeah. I guess. Just think about our families who listen, yeah. the people who listen. Yeah. I think what I've noticed in my own self too is that I can, because I'm 31 and have had years of learning about forgiveness and, and not doing it well or whatever, (laughs) also, you know, hurting Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. is to listen to the Holy Spirit's conviction. Mm -hmm. Cause like I had a few weeks ago, I had a situation happen and I couldn't stop. I had said something and I could not stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I like went to the person. I was like, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. And it it was just a miscommunication. And I said something that was came, they were hurt by it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, went and said, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And so like, even just that was like, I couldn't stop feeling the pressure in my chest to yeah. like, to say yeah. that I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Ask, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and move towards the forgiveness piece of it. And it was, yeah, it was a small miscommunication. Yeah. And, but I think those are the pieces yeah. of like, you just have to listen to the Holy Spirit too. Yeah. Cause sometimes, sometimes you have no idea right. yeah. that you hurt other people. Right. right. And Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. (laughs) Well, and like good on you for doing that because those are things that, you know, maybe the other person would have let it go and been like, whatever, but maybe it could have festered and ruined a relationship. Right. Right. Because I feel like sometimes those small things could Mm -hmm. turn into bigger things. Or the the next time there's an encounter and, you know, something happens again, it just adds fuel to the Mm -hmm. fire. So, and like you were saying, Clay, too, it's a muscle. So, like, even if I had just stifled the Holy spirit or ignored that prompting then what, the next time, you know, like yeah. would I, yeah. Would I have been more yeah. deaf to it the next right. time around? Right. That's what made me think of this pastor. that said, uh, if I, he said, help, if I could, if I could have done this myself, I would have already. Mm-hmm. But mm. So even when like, you know, so you heard about forgiveness, but if you stifle that, what else, what other things do we miss? Because, right. well, I don't want to hear forgiveness, Yep. but then what do I miss? What other yep. things do I, could I have heard? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like, oh, I miss all those things too. Yep. 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 So. Yeah. I just encourage everybody this week to find an opportunity. Listen for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You don't, you won't have to search for it. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. It'll get presented right. to you, I think. Welcome to being broken people ha- in a broken world. Yeah. yeah. 
I just had another thought. Um, the, it, so it's always been kind of funny to me when one of the, sorry, I don't remember which one, Peter maybe was asking Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Mm-hmm. Well, that now makes, cause I was like, why would he ask that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if this concept of forgiving someone else was newer to them, yeah. that, that's probably a part of it. And Jesus yeah. is like, 70 times seven, which he should have just said a million bajillion yeah. because, you know, that was just something <laughs> he was being a little like trying to be a little funny. Like, yeah. right. You know, you've heard you should do it seven times, but I tell you right. 70 times seven or right. whatever. So yeah. that, that all, all of a sudden just clicked with me. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that would be why they're like, how many times yeah. do we have? Because they're realizing this is really hard work mm-hmm. to, you know, it's not easy yeah. to forgive people. Right. 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 So then I have a question. So if we're talking about forgiveness, so at what point, so like your analogy, Clay, of, of handing the fishing pole over from Kathy. Okay. So is that forgiving the person? At what point do you have to like hand it to Jesus, say it to the person Mm. or not say it to the person? Yeah. And then I have another question, but I'll let you answer though. Well, I guess I I wonder if it depends on the situation. Right. Maybe it warrants words maybe it mm-hmm. warrants a message maybe maybe you should just have to hand it over at yeah. that time because you might not have, have the ability to say the words right yet yeah um, i don't know so i guess I, I wonder if there's not that's a good question yeah i know it does warrant so if you're the one who's been hurt mm-hmm. you know that right this is where i struggle too like am, am i do i need to go up to people every day I'm like so listen when you said this to me that hurt right. me right and does that, does some of that deciphering come with some experience or maturity? Like, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. having a hard time. Like, where is it? Like, oh, I can just let it go. Am I just letting it go? Because I don't want to deal with all the, yeah. you know, yep. yeah, I was going to say uh-huh. my personality of peacemaker and peace at all costs is like, I'm just going to ignore that and shove it down and shove it away. Mm-hmm. How do you know what needs to be addressed and how do you know what? Well, I guess I think you know yourself. And right, so like yeah. me, because I'm a peacemaker, if I stuff, I have not dealt with. And I'm trying to not actually, I think I'm probably not actually forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm learning, I have to voice things because then I actually can release things. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're all different, I guess. Right. But uh, I think suppression probably is probably, I'm not, re- I'm not actually forgiving them yeah. quite yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the fall. The follow-up question. Well, did is, we answer that one really well? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like, yeah, because we're all different. Every yeah. situation is going to be different. And I think, yeah, because you guys, if you're the peacemaker, you know, go and jump in. I'm the, I'm a helper. I'm a yeah. two. And yeah. so like, I can also suppress it, but yeah. I am also a scorekeeper. Hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. yeah. And so like, I have to work through not keeping track yeah. of... Like once someone has wronged me, I can very easily just like tack something else onto that anytime something is said mm-hmm. or done. Mm-hmm. And so I have to work to undo that mindset. Mm-hmm. And did I say I am a scorekeeper? Mm. I'm a person who sometimes score keeps. There we go. That's not statements. a part of good identity. <laughs> good work. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I sometimes score keep. And yes. so I've been working on not mm-hmm. doing that. And so that that's a lot of like little forgivenesses for me right. to do on my own and in my own mind right. so that it doesn't build or yep. because I think I can 
and like what you're saying too earlier, Becky, sometimes it's my own, I have to process my own, how I'm receiving the hurt. So if someone says something that hurts me, they could be wrong in what they've said, mm-hmm. or it could be how I'm receiving yes. it. And so there could be a lie that maybe they said something that poked at something that I've dealt with in the past. And so like, I have to be like, okay, what's their heart posture? Do they love me? And I can go to them at some point and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, that really hurt me. I don't think that was your intention, but this is how it came across mm-hmm. because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I think too, also saying like, and this is why I, I, you know, even to share, like give a little bit of context to like, oh, they, they learned then how to, how to communicate with you. Yes, like, oh. exactly. Yep. Yep. So it wasn't my intention, but I know right. there's hurt here. So mm-hmm. therefore I'm going to change how I yeah. communicate. So, right. Yep. And then, so that other question that now yeah. I will present, <laughs> yes, yeah. answer that question, Love it. um, is so what does reconciliation look like? Like, cause we've talked about how that is the next step. What, you know, how do you know when that's what needs to happen? Mm-hmm. And what is that process? I, again, this yeah. is, I'm just asking the question because no, I like questions yeah. and it's going to look different for every situation. Right. But mm-hmm. right. what do you think that looks like? Oh man. Um, well, I guess, and it'd be hard to know for sure, but somehow the other person has to see that they have also caused pain yeah. and want to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you always would like decipher that or know that mm-hmm. or how you even make that known to them, you know, cause in all pain, there's generally there's something on both sides. So yep. if you can name what you did, I think what I've done and say, when you are ready to do the same, like I'm ready, I'm yep. open, yeah. but some pains are also like so deep and so mm-hmm. I don't know how those things are reconciled without an act of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a good, I don't have a good answer. I would say, I think it almost has to, it has to be different in, a, in every situation, but man, who doesn't love those good stories mm-hmm. of like people who have been divorced and then they reconcile and mm-hmm. then, um, So I think my ideal answer for reconciliation is that both people through the work of the Holy Spirit in their own self-work and, you know, all the things uh, learn to fully trust one another again. Mm -hmm. I think that's what true reconciling is that, um, you know, because in a relationship where there hasn't been hurt or you that's what a relationship is, right? Like you, you fully trust one another, you each fully trust. And then when there's something that hurts, the person that's hurt kind of builds up a wall mm-hmm. The you know, depending mm-hmm. on the other person, mm-hmm. there's walls built up. And mm-hmm. so, um, being able to be truly vulnerable again and trust mm-hmm. one another fully probably is what true reconciliation yeah. is, but. Oof. And can you reconcile and not be in relationship afterwards? Cause that, that's like, so like the situation oh. that I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. we spent about a year trying to reconcile mm-hmm. this pain and then that relationship no longer exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like, I feel at peace in that. And yeah. I feel like there's been forgiveness there. And I look at this person with love now. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not friends anymore. Right. What is that? Yeah. Is that, is that reconciling it or not? I, I think. I think yes. so. I mean, obviously we can never know the other person's feelings right. around this, but if, right. let's say for sake of discussion, they are in the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is true reconciliation that you're both at peace. And yeah, I don't think it has to be. And now our relationship right. is where it was when we first mm-hmm. experienced the pain. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. I got to agree with that. 
Do you think, again, for sake of discussion, could you ever be in a relationship again with the person and it be the true, like the true vulnerability and openness of a friendship, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, then is right. Yeah. Now we're just asking the real deep questions. What actually, like your question, what actually is reconciliation? Mm -hmm. A miracle. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, I think it's, just a light topic. Forgiveness. <laughs> right. Well, Super. and so I'll say this. I, I like this. Uh, I think it might have been Tim Keller, maybe. But he says, uh, no one just forgives if the evil is serious. Everyone who forgives great evil goes to a death, into a resurrection, but experiences nails, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm. So everyone who forgives someone else's bears the other's sins. So to forgive them means to absorb. But he said forgiveness is always a form of costly suffering. Which is where I love what that guy said. If I could do this by myself, I would have already. Mm. I can't. I, I heard someone say once, and someone disagreed with me, but he said the kind of person Jesus is talking about in front of the Mount is unattainable mm. without him. Yeah. yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. The stuff he's talking about, like, I mean, there's just no way. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, the bar is like, <laughs> but. <laughs> Through the roof. <laughs> but. He's like, over life, though, I always think of Dallas Willard when he says, at the end of life, if you have walked faithfully with Jesus for all of life, been his, his disciple, you might have days where you don't sin because you're that connected. Mm. And I'm like, so, you know, if you're walking with him, I think those things could happen. Mm-hmm. And so forgiveness is one I think is incredibly challenging, especially when there's deep wounds and deep hurts. Right, yeah. And so I also think, uh, I think we, I always want to have like clear answers or like, mm-hmm. this is what it could be. And I don't think, I don't know what those are. And I also find, I look at life in such short amounts of time. Like I try to imagine myself, if I get to live to be 70 or 80, like pains that happened when I was 30, what will I think about those things right. 40 years from now? Right. And what, what will my heart be towards that person at that point in time? Right. Um, so yeah. Cause you know, Jesus that much deeper, right. you know, people, you know, yourself that much deeper. Right. So I'm always like, man, so what I love, I love, uh, there's this phrase, I guess it's, it's, I was told about this, like in, uh, in the Hebrew world, when you discovered a mystery, you couldn't solve something. You couldn't understand what was in the text instead of being frustrated, which is what I like to do <laughs> our world. Right. They would dance because it was a mystery and someday they would learn it. Oh. But they would dance on the day they didn't know because they were excited for the day where they would, would know. know. Oh All right. And I was like, so cool. that's really, that's awesome. That really like neat. to be excited by the mystery right. the process versus like, man, I just want to get it right. And it's like, well, right. someday we'll dance. <laughs> right. There's a re- I mean, God could have given you all the answers if he wanted to. Right. There's yeah. a reason in the mystery. Yeah. So. <sighs> that's cool, Clayton. Yeah, I like really that cool. little tidbit. Mm. Well, who wants to pray? Let's bless these people. Let's bless them. I would love to. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we turn once again to you, asking for more of your revelation around the topic of uh, forgiving liberally. Um, We thank you for the example that Jesus has set for us, and we pray that um, every day we would look more and more like you in our forgiveness. And so, Father, give us wisdom and discernment um, on 
areas uh, and people in our life with whom we need to forgive, uh, where reconciliation is ready to happen, God. And I just pray that uh, we become better at asking asking for forgiveness, um, whether that be with our our spouses, our children, our friends, our coworkers. God, would, would we, um, yeah, just learn, like what Clayton was saying, learn to exercise asking for forgiveness. So Heaven, Heavenly Father, we thank you for going before us in this and for showing us the way. In your name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. 